Krypton Podcast, your podcast for all things related to sci-fi Superman prequel series Krypton. I am Michelle, and with me, as always, is my partner in Krypton crime, Lacey. Woo! Hi, guys. Woo! Um, we're back. We're back. And we know we promised that there was going to be other episodes, and... We totally did not do that. Yeah. We're very, we're very sorry. Sorry. We're but you know but... what? Krypton's back tonight, so... There's Yay! <laughs> Finally. So excited. I mean, finally for us too, but yes. also finally for the show. <laughs> yes. So excited. We're very excited to finally get to chat again with each other. We haven't seen each other since Comic-Con, so. Oh, we miss each other a fun. lot. Yes, very much. So we got a little bit of news before the show started, even premiered tonight, which is kind of exciting. Um, so everyone who watches the show knows that this season we're introducing Lobo as a character in season two. And... Today, the Sci-Fi announced that Cameron Welsh is going to executive produce and write a Lobo spinoff for Sci-Fi. Woo! I mean, I have many questions. Like, many <laughs> questions. But I am super excited because I am very, like, pro a big old, like, Krypton universe just sort of happening. And yes. that way, like, I don't know, maybe we could not, not really, like, have hiatus, 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 hiatuses, right? Like, between, you know, we could just right. roll from one show into another and there could always be something. There that could would always be, be something going on. Living, yeah. living the dream. I'm excited because I also feel like it shows um, sci-fi's confidence in Krypton as a show. Yeah. So it's like they feel like that show, the show is powerful enough to spin something off of it, which bodes well for like a season three or season four pickup. That was my first thought. wasn't even like, oh, Lobo's coming. It was like, oh, I'm going to get a third season of Krypton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's one of those like cool things where, like, maybe that spinoff might might or might not be for you. But then there could be another spinoff about, I don't know, another city on on Krypton. Or, or some character we haven't met yet this season. Or an alternate timeline. Or Lord knows. This right. show is crazy. So it could do anything could lead us to another superman show which is something that people like really you know really like the idea of you know there's always a lot of talk about um you know we have superman over on supergirl on the cw and people really like that character and the actor who plays him and i love um, love love i, I love no Tyler Hecklin. To, thank you i was gonna be like i have <laughs> no idea how to pronounce his name like zero clue but i love his superman so much and i would well, I would watch like whatever network that was on. I would 100% watch it. 100%. And I love um, Lois. That oh, they me too. They were so good. I was so nervous for them to introduce her. And I was like, who are they going to get to play her? Is she going to be good? Because Lois is just so iconic. And she was awesome. So, yeah. I'm totally down for this expanded Krypton universe. Like you said, different timelines, all kinds of cool stuff. It's it's exciting. And like I said, my, my main thought, of course, was, oh, this means they have, like, confidence in Krypton as a show that they're spinning something off of it. Which is great. Our little show that could. I know. I've, like, I've been telling everybody for the past few weeks, like, Krypton's coming back. You should watch it. It's so good. And it's really, like, disheartening how many people haven't even heard of the show. And that makes me sad. Because it's I know. honestly, like, just, it's so good. And it deserves more eyeballs. It really does. And I have to say, like, I know we talked about this a lot last season, but, you know, even watching the first episode, I very much was like feeling that it feels exactly the same as the first season. You know, sometimes you come back and there's like the sophomore seasons never as good. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it's only been it's only one episode, but I was like, oh, it feels like it picked right up where where it left off. And 
you know, that it's just as good as it was. Um, you know, I have a lot of confidence in, in Cam Welsh and he has like a vision and a plan and all of that stuff. So it's like, for me, it, I feel like this show is just so superior to some of the other ones that we have. Um, so I'm like, I really wish more people will watch it. It's just so good. And I don't want to see it become like the next, uh, what is that show that just got canceled? Deadly Class. Oh yeah, I saw like, that. Or even like, I mean different circumstances, but like poor <laughs> thing. Yeah. So I'm excited. This is all good stuff. Um but yeah, as we get more information about this Lobo show, we'll uh we'll update you guys. And uh as we get more into Lobo, I guess, this season, we'll we'll get to talk about him. I'm excited to meet him. I don't really know too much about him. Um Yeah, me neither. I was like, I should have Wikipedia, but I didn't. So get ready for me, <laughs> get ready for me to be real ignorant, y'all. Yeah. Coming. Uh I mean I, I sort of Wikipedia'd him, but I, again, I still don't really, I mean, all I know is that he's very much in the vein of like a cable or um, like Wolverine kind of character. Um, I know he's a bounty hunter. And I read an interview with Cameron Welsh who said that he is, when he meets Segan Adam, he is looking for information. They're not who he is bounty hunting. So he's at least not trying to get them. Um, but he's not exactly like, he's not like a good guy. He's not really a bad guy. He's kind of this like in between character, like this sort of morally ambiguous character, um, which is interesting. And I'm, I'm, he looks like a cool, like rocker. So I feel like he has like an awesome iTunes playlist and, uh, <laughs> I just really have some questions about, I mean, I feel like we're jumping straight to the end of the episode here, but. Right. Since I mean, we started off talking about this, it's, it's sort of the nature but, of how we usually talk about this anyway. That's so true. It's fine. That's <laughs> true. welcome back, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to whatever this is. But I really have some questions about his outfit slash look. Like I don't, I don't really know yet why he looks like like a, a member of Kiss, as Adam refers. <laughs> yeah, in a forest, and it's like, where, where were you going? Or coming from maybe everyone on this planet dresses like that. Like, I don't know, but it's a, it's a very, it was interesting to me because it feels like such a comic booky look. And most other people on this show aren't particularly like comic booky. Right. So I thought that was an interesting choice because so everybody I, else just yeah. sort of looks like normal people. Right. What I do know about him is he is an intergalactic character. So, like, this isn't his planet. He goes from planet to planet, like, you know, bounty hunting. So he's not from Kalu. Um, okay. So him being in this odd outfit in the middle of the forest is not necessarily like, oh, this is where he is from. And he has on this odd outfit that doesn't match the atmosphere. Um, I don't know if I don't really know where he comes from. I'm sure someone will email us and tell us. Oh, someone uh, definitely will be like, here are all the things you don't know. You don't junkies. know, you idiots. Um, that's fine. We take your we take your mail. It's totally fine. I love your mail. Send it to me and tell me what we need to know. Um, but I do know, because I, I wrote up a little thing about his show, that he um, he was basically created as sort of like to sort of make fun of, uh, like as a parody of like the, gr the grim and gritty superhero type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and people really liked it. Like, it's very, like, Punisher-esque. Yeah, um, I can see that. And, like, people sort of, because he came, it was in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, and people sort of clung to it and really liked it. And they were like, oh, all right, well, I guess we'll leave him like this. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll find out. Um, this version of him, I think, is going to be slightly different, much like every version of these characters. You know, it's going to be sort of Krypton's, Krypton's version of them. Um, so I'm interested because like you said, he's definitely the one, the one character that like doesn't look like everyone else and doesn't, um, sort of fit. So it, it'll be, it's, it's going to be intriguing to sort of see how, how this all plays out and like what role he, what role he plays in the story. Yeah. But yeah, the we skipped, we skipped all the way to the end. We let's, can go back to the beginning. If you want. <laughs> let's rewind to the beginning. And the fact that it took me a second to sort of figure out that, like, we had jumped significantly, like, forward in time. 
And it's been six months since the season one finale. Right. And I was just like, how is how is Adam how is Adam back? <laughs> I think I wrote down a note being like, WTF, what is he doing here? Because he's just back like he never got when when season one ended, he was he went home, right? right. And everybody had sort of been bottled and the planet had been bottled and there was a big statue of Zod and ah, uh, the future's different. And somehow he got back, which I was really ready to be, like, super mad about. Because <laughs> I was like, if they don't explain this, I'm just, like, throwing I'm throwing the remote. But they did, so that's good. But You know what I thought was funny about that? What I thought was funny about that is I remember us talking about this and just being like, oh, my God, how's he going to get out of there? Like, what's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. And making it, like, this big thing. And it never and really they were just like, me. And, and we're done now. That he could just <laughs> data beam out of there. And I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess... Right, that makes sense. Yeah, because he's, he's time like... traveling with the Zeta Beam, so yeah, he can just leave. Like, <laughs> foraging in the offices for snacks, like, like I had been assuming all summer, but whatever, right. fine. I mean, so the the one thing I think that they will probably address at some point though is what he has been doing because it has been six months. Um, so he had to have been doing something. I know, and everybody else was like building the resistance or losing an eye or having a baby. (laughs) So I don't think he just like hung out. One thing he did do was get a new jacket and it's red. And I was like, I see your subtle imagery, Krypton. You're trying to tell us that Adam's suit is coming soon. He's slowly getting the colors. I'm excited. And Sean looks awesome in red, so... No, this was a very good, like, from the shallow end, everyone was looking really good in this premiere. Like, yes. across, across the board, across everyone the board. looked fantastic. I mean, it's well documented that we believe this to be one of the most beautiful casts on television. Um, they've, 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 they've elevated their games. Absolutely. Particularly, like, I feel like we need to discuss uh, the most important thing, which is um, Cameron's... Uh, majestic captain america like beard it was stunning it was stunning pretty stunning pretty majestic and i'm like yep we spent an entire episode talking about captain america's beard in infinity war last season and i was like we're gonna spend an entire season talking about seg's beard because it's pretty awesome and he looks great i he i really into the sort of like rugged feel he has going on this season it makes him more like a plus. Gritty, you know, like, yeah, I've been through some stuff. <laughs> I've seen some shit. I've like... seen some shit. <laughs> I'm ready. It's, it's like growth. I'm more manly now. I was like a kid before. Now I'm a man. I know. We I'm like assigning, ge- assigning gender roles. You know, it's fine. Um, Yes, we approve. We approve of the majestic beard. We approve of Adam's jacket. I approve of... Nissa being a badass mama bear. Oh my gosh! Can we talk about the baby? Baby Corvex. Who I hope I... is going to be called Jarrell sometime soon. I know, right? You would think that they have to change this child's name, which I'm very pro because I think Corvex is kind of a sounds like a car part. So I'm not. I'm not really about I it. I was. I was also totally expecting her to already like to to tell us. I decided to name the baby Jorel because of Seg's sacrifice, like, to make the baby an L and change the baby's name, and that didn't happen, and I was like, oh. I uh, see, that, that would have, that, I would have been totally behind that as sort of just a, just yeah. a nice nod to everything. I felt also, like it would have made so much sense. I feel like going back to our, our discussion, our discussion last season about how, how Kryptonian reproduction works, <laughs> how in the world did I don't, do, do these eggs just, do these, like, baby containers just hatch? Do you have to turn it on? Like, maybe right now in the middle of, like, a small civil war is not the best time to take your baby out of the baby carrier. Right. I, I, I have many questions, and I'm hopeful that at some point we'll at least get, because I feel like at some point they're going to have to kind of tell us more about what everybody was really doing, like, in more detail during the time jump. Right. I'm hoping that we'll be like at least shown something of how or why Nissa decided to to 
make the baby be real. I, 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 I mean, I'm wondering like, if, her, but I'm like, once you take the baby a... like out of the thing, then like, because it was is there, is the... there like a timer? Yeah, like maybe it's like okay, you took the baby out of the thing, so now it's gonna hatch or whatever <laughs> it does. Like talking about little little Jor-El or whoever hatching. That sounds like yeah. Jurassic Park. So weird. <laughs> I really would like this explained. There's a part of me that feels like it's never going to be explained. And then a part of me that's like, no, they're totally going to have to explain this, right? I, that's what my brain says. Or, But the other part of me is like, well, they never really explained like the the Matrix baby well either. So right. just roll with it, this I guess. But Also, I guess we're never getting an explanation for Nyssa as a clone because um, Darren is dead. I, I can't say that I'm super mad about that because he was trash, but I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. Yeah, me neither. I was and without him like being a cosmic janitor or whatever he was, whatever <laughs> he was doing. I was like, this is very fitting because you're disgusting. Right. It was just that to me was like a little jarring because he was such a large character in the first season. Like so he took up so much time and was so such a large part of the story. That for him to get just like written off so quickly, I was like, oh, oh, all right, let's, that's the thing we're doing. Okay, fine. Um, similarly, uh, Brainiac, who I'm not entirely convinced is dead. Um, also, I, maybe when, died. Also, maybe <laughs> died and Seg like pummel, pummeled his brain open. I was like, what? happening right now i, I also totally thought that was like a dream sequence show. very violent and seg's not super violent i mean i know he's like a you know he fights and stuff he's a scrapper but i was just like oh my god what is what is like happening he, right now he literally beat his head in and the, i just kept i kept waiting for some hint that it was a, a trick or a hallucination or like right. some kind of fake out and i still will not at all be surprised if Brainiac turns out to still be alive or I don't know, like reform or whatever. But I, and I, I didn't believe it until he saw Adam again. And yeah. I, well, Brad, I think Brainiac would be able to fake this if this was some kind of like illusion or, or mind projection or whatever. I don't think that he would be good enough at like human relationships to pull that off. Right. The only thing I, I, I was trying to think about with the Brainiac thing is so like in the earlier in the episode when they're in the phantom zone, which looked like a really cool acid trip. Um, he projects like an image, like he makes himself look like Valel to Seg. So my thought was maybe he is making himself look dead and he's not. Oh, maybe that would, that would make sense. And so that I was looking yeah. at it from the other way. Like he was somehow trying to, to, get one over on Adam or something. So maybe he, that would be easier just to play dead. Right. Cause then there's all these other things that go through my mind because I, of course, always, I have to think about the timeline whenever something happens and I'm like, well, oh, if this Seg timeline kills, is a hot mess, hot mess. Like, but I'm like, if Seg just killed Brainiac, that means that Detroit isn't bottled. So like Adam's whole, like, it, yeah. So I feel like Brainiac can't be dead. Although part of me is like, haven't we already like super altered the timeline by having Dodd be in charge of Krypton anyway? So I don't. I feel like we absolutely have to be in some kind of of alternate not, timeline, yeah, like a multiverse situation, or right. like some like something has happened because of all these changes. Because right. I feel like even if you go back to, even if you know you defeat Zod or or Brainiac still alive or whatever, like I don't know how you get back on that exact first path right the other thing that i'm a little confused about too is like so nissa has little corvex and seg is quote-unquote dead uh in they think he's dead or Lyta thinks he's dead you know because she talks about like oh his sacrifice and blah 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 so where does drew come from then oh Right. I don't know. You know, one of my favorite movies, this is, I probably said this last season because it's like the best example I can think of for this, is uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. Where they're just like, hey, that movie is classic and perfect. Do not at me, anyone listening. 
It's amazing. <laughs> um, but the part where they're like in the police station and and Ted is like a trash can. Remember a trash can. <laughs> and like that that's what that feels like to me. Like it's it's sort of just like the we're just gonna pretend to somehow somehow make this make this work. Right. Without giving any real any real reason for it because shouldn't you're you're 100 right like he should just be erased sort of although like if you look not that not that this movie made any sense on this score either but like the this is like infinity this is like endgame logic like from avengers spoilers for avengers endgame people like jump forward 15 seconds if you don't hear this but like all the time travel in that movie where they're like oh changing sending yourself into the past like creates a new future for you blah 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 and I was like I've never heard any time travel argument that that does this but (laughs) sure so I'm like maybe maybe they're like we'll just we'll just do it that way and it's fine because it's his future where he already it's his future now where he already existed it's enough to just like get a really bad headache Right. I, I prefer to just be like it's the Bill and Ted theory where it's just like it's a trash can and if I say it's a trash can then there's always been a trash can. I think they called that a bootstrap paradox on Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. Yeah see this is the thing that like so in time on time travel I always feel like when you go through the time travel right and you're put you put that into the timeline that now becomes part of the timeline so like the time travel is actually something that's supposed to happen like you don't get the end result if you don't have the time travel so it's sort of circular oh that's exhausting like i know but it makes you feel like okay so now this is part of what like this is always supposed to happen this way like you're always supposed to get to this point where like now you have to go back at so and so has to go back in time to fix it or write it or whatever. Like the, it now becomes part. Of, it's just, it's weird. But I feel like that's kind of the way that's supposed to work. I think they just count on you getting too tired of thinking in circles and just finally being like, okay, sure. Yeah, sure. So that's, kind of, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, all right, fine. This, right. Is, this is what we're going with. I can't help but sit there and be like, but where's the other baby? Unless Lyda has had the baby as well. Because well, I don't really know what incubation time is here on Krypton. Is it the same as humans? Nine months? If it's been six months, maybe Lyda has birthed Drew. And we just haven't seen him yet. But then it was like a thing of like, aren't you not supposed to be in the same timeline as yourself? Again... So like, Drew raising right. I know I'm going. We're going. I'm going way down into like a rabbit hole that has nothing to do with this episode. So let's talk about Jaxer's cool fake eye. Um, <laughs> um, it actually took me a minute where I was like, "Who is that?" I did the same thing. I was like, "Is that?" Oh yeah, that's her. Okay, she is so badass. I love her, and I love that she's even more badass now because she has a fake eye. I know it's very Nick Fury to bring it back to. I keep bringing it back to Avengers, but. <laughs> I feel like she's very, um, uh, what's her name? Charlize Theron in, uh... Oh, like Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah, it is a very Fury Road look. That's just kind of her look that she's going for. I love her. She's a really cool character. I like that they made her a woman. Um, I love her relationship with Nyssa, and I want to see more of it. Again, back to the, like, what was happening during the six-month time jump, because apparently they, like, you know, founded a rebellion together. Right. She is apparently, um, you know, General Organa. That all reminded me of just Star Wars. I'm like, this is Star Wars. You guys are, like, making a a whole rebellion on another satellite, you know, station from the planet. I thought it was interesting, too, that what we realize that Zod is doing is essentially he's not just, like, taking over other planets. He's, like, eradicating them if they don't decide to agree with him. Which is like way far out there. I know. Like, I see. Really it's very insane. like that escalated quickly. Right. <laughs> I'm not well, sure how we got to how we got to. I'm gonna just eradicate all other, you know, life forms that don't agree with us. From I'm just here to save Krypton. Because that's what he was saying when he first showed up. He was like, "I'm just here to like save my people." And now he's like, "Well, I guess not." 
And like now he's of, now he's all Neil before Zod. Oh yeah. Yeah. I sort of at least felt like I could seek some of the logic in it where it's like, okay, even if something gets messed up, if he has put like Kryptonians on other planets, then even if Krypton blows up, it won't be the end of like the Krypton the like the people of Krypton. But that felt right. like that was very that was still kind of stretching it a little bit. And I was like, or maybe he's just a monster <laughs> yeah I I do definitely find Colin Salmon to be my favorite General Zod ever I think he he like definitely knocks it out of the park I also like I wrote myself a note and it says is this a more nuanced version of this character from last season or just a more aggressive villain and I'm not sure what I'm not sure where I come down on that because I feel like Last, it's only been an episode, so I, I don't think I could decide that today. But, but it does feel like maybe he had a little more, I don't know, grayness to him last season than he does now. Because all of the stuff he tells Lyda and literally everyone on Krypton just feels like a huge selfish lie and not anything genuine. Well, I think that part of that is what Adam was trying to say last season. Like, don't, you know, he's here being like, no, 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 I'm just here to, you know, to save Krypton, to save my home planet. And Adam's like, no, he's crazy. And he's not that, you know. Um, so I think that that was always sort of like the underlying goal was was this, was this, was what we see him as now. But he just sort of masked it with, oh, no, I'm just here to save my home so that he could get his mother on his side and, and you know, get the people on his side. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially because clearly it worked on her. I The most jarring thing for me, I think, in this time jump is is Lyda. And I, I get, like, there's a part of me that gets it. Because, you know, in season one, they very much established, like, the large disconnect between her and her mother. And how, you know, her mother raised her and wasn't supportive. And you know, that, that relationship was only really repaired at the end. So I could see where, like, because of the way she's sort of been brought up, that she feels like she has to stand by her child no matter what, because mm -hmm. she didn't get that growing up. Um, but I'm also kind of like, um, you're brainwashing people and torturing them. This is not really a thing that you would ever agree to. I just... I just spent a lot of the episode being like WTF yeah. about her, to be honest, because, okay, I don't, I don't necessarily like mind so much that she killed Nessa's father because he sucked, but I also am like, wow, I never thought that she would be the sort of character that just popped out of nowhere and shot a dude's head off. It seems like a very, like, big jump. Yeah. And the I, I liked the bit where she talks about how she... What I liked and also was slightly confused by, so I might need a refresher on this, the bit where she talks about how she and Zod are honoring, like, Seg's legacy by securing the future of Krypton. Because that feels... That feels like something she would do in the sense that, like, she's like, I'm going to do this for, for Seg. But also, I, she, I, I don't, I think framing what happened to Seg as a sacrifice is really, like, problematic. Because it's not, it's not really what happened. That was totally an accident. Like. Right. That's not, I, I, that feels like pr a little propaganda-y to me. And I don't know, like, maybe that's Zod's words coming out of her mouth. But, like, I don't know why she would, maybe she needs to believe that because he's gone. But I just, I just have a really hard time believing that she would stand there and watch Zod threaten to take Nissa's child away if she doesn't cooperate with that. Like, if she, if she doesn't do what they tell her, she will lose her child. And that just seems like something that I, I don't know how to get behind, like, Lida being okay with that. I guess maybe I could sort of fan wank it to be like, well, she thinks this is all the best for Krypton in the end, so end justifies the means. Like, once Nyssa does it, she'll get her kid. Once Nyssa, like, you know, 
gets Val to turn himself in. Everybody will, like, be fine. Krypton will be safe. The rebellion will be over. Like, everyone, she gets her kid back. Everyone wins. But also, I was just really uncomfortable during that entire scene. It was a great acted scene, but just from a character perspective, I was like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like a weird, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely is a little problematic for me. Like, I'm a little like, all right, I, I and again, I, I'm going to reserve judgment because I feel like as this goes on, you know, she will start to question it. Um, I feel like right now, perhaps she, she's kind of in this space where she, you know, she chose her son over her mother. She lost her mother. She lost Seg, you know, so she's sort of like in self-preservation mode maybe where like she's trying to not really focus on all of that and trying to rationalize and justify her choices you know like i lost these two really important people to me so i have to sort of throw myself behind the the lone standing person who is you know my my family member um you know is my son so i i guess i could sort of see like the you know the the psychological aspect of that you know being a zod and just you know that whole like the way they were raised and you know having to be like you know not being weepy or anything like that um but yeah, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely the one plot point that i was kind of like huh oh i mean oh. and we, we we all know that i am like a giant nissa apologist at all times because i love her but <laughs> i just to your, to your point before about her about Lida kind of understanding or, or having kind of a complicated relationship with the idea of like parents and children because of what happened in her, in her family, what happened with her and Zod, like all of this other stuff. It just, it's really weird to me that like the go-to move here would be like, well, I'm going to help him kidnap someone else's kid. Right. And uh, thumbs down yeah. for me on that. That was definitely like, yeah, watching Nissa like be like, no, give him my kid back. And him just sort of like hand holding this baby. I was like, Ooh, that's just like, it's like uncomfortable. I just really wasn't a huge fan of that whole sort of the way, and like sort of the way it went down too. Yeah. It was just bizarre to me. Although shout out to everyone's acting in that scene because uh, Wallace Day can just have everything I have is basically what I'm saying. Like her being upset and ugh. like screaming at Corvex and ugh, I just, I can't, my heart. I'm so excited for everyone to sort of be reunited at one point. Like, I can't wait for Seg to, like, see the baby. <laughs> speaking okay. of reunions. Speaking of reunions. Best part. Best part of the episode was Adam and Seg being reunited. Their whole little scene where, like, Adam is like, uh, are you all right, buddy? And then, like, they, they're pug. Oh, I loved it. Everyone knows I love Strange Elle. They're my favorite thing. That hug was really good. It was so good. I was so excited. I was like, yay, you love each other again. (laughs) Well, also, and I had had forgotten this, um, was that this is the first time that Seg finds out that Adam's still alive. Like, that he had thought he was dead all the way up until this point. I know. I forgot that, too, until he said it. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, my God. Like, you thought he was dead this whole time. I totally forgot about that. I know, because, like, other people had found out, I guess, you know, other people found out that he wasn't, so it was easy to forget that that Seg didn't know that. Right. And, and we, we as the audience, were aware at the end. Like, we knew what happened to him, so it was like, oh, you know, whatever. Oh, that reunion was so great. Oh, it was so good. So satisfying. So good. I'm so excited. And I'm actually really excited, and I think, I think you will agree with this, slash be very excited by my statement here, is that I feel like I already feel like in one episode, season two is doing a lot better by Adam than season one did. Like, I love... Oh, yeah. Like, every aspect of his interaction with everyone. He's so funny. Like, it just feels like they've kind of figured out what to do with him now. As opposed to they struggled a little bit with that the first season. I, like, I want Adam and Nissa to be friends, like, so badly. (laughs) (laughs) I, he got really great lines. He was just, he's looking good. Like, his, his fields are flourishing, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it was just really, like, a, it was a glow up, I thought. 
Oh, yeah. Fun. Absolutely. Everybody got a nice glow up this season. I think, um, you know what I think it is, too, for Adam? I think part of, you know, his his role last season was, you know, to secure the existence of Superman. Um, and I think that through everything that happened and, like, him becoming close to these people and working with them and, like, not really expecting that to happen. You know, he goes there just thinking, like, okay, I'm going to tell SAG about this and, you know, make sure that Krypton blows up and everything will be fine. Um, you know, he's he's sort of not expecting to create the relationships that he creates. And so now in this season, you know, he also is now in a place where he's put in a situation where he sees his world um, destroyed. Mm-hmm. And now he sort of has a point of reference for how Seg felt last season when he was like, what do you mean I'm just supposed to let, you know, let my planet die so that yours lives? You know, like, I think there's now sort of like a common ground where he can say like, oh, I kind of get where he was coming from when he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to help you. Oh, I really like this. I really kind of, I like this reading a lot. Like That really works for me. Yeah, and I think it will just sort of make their relationship stronger because they now have this sort of shared understanding. You know, and like Seg now will have an understanding of, do you see why we I needed to fix this? Like, look what has happened. And seeing what has happened with Zod is like, oh shit, like, yeah, our whole planet might have blown up, but like this alternative is not, is not it (laughs) like this is not you know where we should be or what should be going on so i think it's interesting because i think like now they'll they'll have like a different sort of take on each other's point of view um and it'll just it'll just make the relationship better uh yes i want that (laughs) and i just love that right now to me they're like they're they're i mean obviously i love everybody like we we always say that like oh i love them i mean i love all of the characters i love nissa i love Val, I love Jexer, like I love all of them. Um, but I, uh, you know, Adam and Seg obviously are like, you know, as the, as they say, the actors say about themselves, or they're Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, like they're they're it for me. So I, I always love when their relationship is solid and and they're getting along and working on the same team. And oh, now we'll get to see them like interact really... with Lobo, which is going to be hilarious. Oh yeah, it is. But I just, I don't know, it felt just so good for them to be back together again. And I didn't really expect that. I didn't really, I mean, I knew it would probably be, like, fine. But I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually, I'm really into this. Like, their their little buddy cop routine in the forest. Yes. <laughs> so my only, my only, and of course, we only have these, we only had the one episode. So I'm sure we'll get some of this as the episodes go on. But I'm I'm curious to see where the other um so where like Zed is and what's his name? What did happen to him? He's the one that uh was Dev. Dev, yes. But he was there at the end with standing with her at the end of season one. So he's alive and everything. Maybe we'll just see him next week. Also, where is Jaina? Oh, where is Jaina? All I know is Jaina's poster makes her look really awesome. So I can't wait till we see her again because she looks like she's been still chilling with her brother in like the wintry for the wintry woods of of Krypton. And I can't wait for her to come back and kick some ass because she's she definitely ended the season as one of my like all time favorites on that show. So I can't wait to get Jaina back. I know. And I just wanted to. Well, also, because. What has she been? What has she been doing for six months? What has she been doing for six months? And what has she? What has um? What do you call it? What like I'm so intrigued to hear about like her brother and like how he is alive and where he's been for like thirty years since she left him for dead. Yes, and you know what? I need her. I need her read on the situation with Lyda because I feel like Jada is not going to be very into her into some of the things that her daughter is is currently doing oh no well Jaina at the end of the season two was definitely not team drew so she's definitely going to come back and be like what are you doing what is going on and doomsday apparently is just running amok free and wild i was thinking when they started talking about that i was just like i i don't get the sense that that doomsday is 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 subtle 
Right. So I don't, I don't know how people are having such problems locating him, finding him. <laughs> because I'm like, I don't, I, I feel like it should be fairly obvious. I mean, every iteration of Doomsday that we've ever had is like, yes, monster destruction. So it's like, is he just chilling in a cave somewhere? Like, what is he doing? He's been locked up all this time. You know, like a hundred years, he's been locked up in this like crypt. And when they were like opening it, he looked pretty angry. So I'm confused as to why he's not just like trashing entire cities and why it's so difficult for you all to find him. But I, I am okay. also <laughs> I'm yeah. questioning, I'm questioning that as well. <laughs> What will be interesting is if is if this sort of version of Doomsday is a little more like self-aware. Um, my understanding of Doomsday is that he's just very sort of like monsterish and doesn't really have like necessarily like um like, like higher a, like, higher functioning right, consciousness. Right. So like it's it's just like oh death destruction kind of thing. Um, depending on, you know, like which iteration you're reading or seeing. Um, I mean, like in the most recent, you know, in like Man of Steel or in BBS, I should say, he's created by Lex Luthor. So it's like, you know, what um, I'm just intrigued to see if he has maybe like a little higher level intellect than than he has had before. Um, and if maybe that's sort of part of why they can't find him or if he has maybe more of like a, a streamlined thought process on what he's doing if he'll be more of a character and less of just like this crazy, creepy monster. That would be cool because I like you. I also like the only real reference I have for doomsday is sort of just like a, I'm making little monster claws, which none of you can see, but I trust that (laughs) that you can imagine me doing it. But yeah, that I, I never really thought of, of doomsday as a character per se, as much as like an obstacle. Right, right. And like my main my main reference for him is like he's what kills Superman in death in the death of Superman. But like I, I remember reading that comic and I can't even tell you like I think he just sort of comes and he's one of the things that Superman has to fight and Superman's just not able to kill him. Uh, if my making, mon- making is, monster claws again. <laughs> yeah, again, like like, you know, he's like Godzilla kind of thing. Like I don't. I don't recall there ever being like a real like streamlined like oh no this is what he's trying to do like thought process so I'm interested and I feel like this is the show that will sort of give him a little bit more of um like an agency in terms of like you know there's a reason why or whatever he does what he does kind of thing. I would be here for that especially if it does turn out that even though I don't think it will the Brainiac is somehow dead because that's a lot of um if if everyone that maybe dad is still alive. That's a lot of sort of villain figures for one season, even though I know technically like Lobo's in sort of the, the not quite as bad category, but like, that's a lot of, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you'd have Zod, Brainiac, Doomsday and, and Lobo. Like that's and like, like a some, lot. And like some degree of Lobo. That's, that's yeah. a lot to balance. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I, I kind of, when I think about it that way, I guess maybe Brainiac is off the table for now. Like maybe we'll find out at the end of the season that he's not really dead, but Ooh, maybe like we a, have like a shock twist. Like just when we think it's okay, it's like, oh no, here's his skull ship or whatever. <laughs> right. Like JK. <laughs> <laughs> that like gift from American Horror Story. It's like surprise, bitch. <laughs> right. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Like that would be some, one of those kind of things where you're like, wait, I thought we killed this guy. What's going on? Um, yeah, I could kind of see that maybe being being the way that it goes because, like you said, like you just pointed out, there's like way too many, too many pieces sort of moving around in terms of villain villainous form to have three of them in a t- in a ten episode season. Yeah, all right, maybe maybe we have to see the last of Blake Ritson for this season, or at least just for a little bit. At least for a little bit. Yeah, which is a little disappointing to me because I did really enjoy him as Brainiac. I really enjoyed Brainiac. I was very sort of taken aback when like Adam showed up and Seg had like split his head open. I was like, oh, that's a thing that just happened. All right. Weird. I I was just (laughs) like, wow, that's very violent, which is like not something I I really care about. I watch a lot of shows with violence, but I just really did not expect that. I, me either. And I, it was funny too, because I, I was really sort of here for the, like, 
the like walk through the woods with the two of them. Like I was like, oh my god, this is going to be really funny. Same. I and thought then, they had a great vibe happening, and I was yeah. It, it felt like you know that bit in the Princess Bride where it's like, good night, Wesley. And like I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Like right. that, that's what that felt like to me. And I was really into it. And I've, I think I wrote that down in my notes. And then like 30 seconds later, I was like, well, crap. No, <laughs> never mind then. Yeah, that was like super strange to me. Like I was like, huh, all right, well, never mind. <laughs> like, so it'd be interesting. I think maybe it would be cool if they do end up bringing him back. Um, And I guess that's really, I mean... A lot of stuff doesn't tend to happen in our first episode. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff, but not yeah, too Yeah, it's like a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, it's just sort of like a, here's where we're at, you know, and and we're going to move forward now. Um, yeah, I'm like, I, again, super intrigued for everything that's coming. I'm interested to see how everything sort of plays out, particularly the lightest stuff. The lightest thing to me is was the most, like, head-scratching and the thing that I was most, like, huh, interesting. I, I, I want to see how this is going to go down. I feel like Light is the type of person who will eventually begin to question her choice and be like, maybe this wasn't the best idea. You know, because these, the, especially once Seg comes back and is kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Because he'll oh, definitely I know. He's not... not gonna, he's not going to be cool with, like, oh, you were just going to let them kidnap my kid? That's right. not going to be... Or you're just going to let your son, like, eradicate entire planets? Like, what's wrong also with you? True. Like, entire species of people? Like, no, absolutely not. Like, that's not okay. Um, yeah, so uh, that, that'll that be interesting to see them sort of butt heads. And, and then it'll be interesting to see if that's the thing that splits them apart. You know, that makes them, you know, him, you know, end up with Nyssa or whoever, whatever, however that cookie crumbles. I know, that's be... just going to be a big old mess. Yeah. Because one of the things we have to remember, too, is that, like, the timeline is already was screwed up from last season because Brainiac was coming early. So right. I, I, I kind of forget that. So it's like there was still more, like, lots more life left for these people to live before Krypton was supposed to blow up. So, like, obviously, he had to grow old and his son had to have a son. So there's, like, still a lot of a lot of sort of fixing or whatever to go on here. Yeah. I think we've got to be in a new timeline at this point. I'm sticking, to, I'm sticking, sticking to that to prediction. The, we've had like an offshoot, an in the offshoot from the timeline. Time travel it's, is really confusing for me. I, I know, never really. Just, so, I mean, and I watch Dr. Who like on the regular, but this is like a lot, this is a lot. <laughs> It's just so this, much. This always sort of reminds me of the way they try to explain it on the flash. And I'm always like, what? Yeah, oh. whatever. I just sort of that. That's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. What oh, you're yeah. About. The flash <laughs> does not affect its own time travel rules. I really hope that we don't get to that point. But it's, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to like let the headache go. Right. It's like, stop trying, try, stop trying to figure it out. It'll remember be fine. A tra- remember a trash can. That's what we're doing. <laughs> the trash can. That's where we're going. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's I guess that's really it for the first episode. I know. I'm so excited the show's back. I'm so Me excited too. we're back. I'm I hope so people, excited we're I back. Hope you guys out there are like still listening and you still are gonna send us the emails and stuff because we're here. Yes, definitely <laughs> send us send us emails. Tell us all about Lobo. Yes, um that's actually you guys were great last season useful. sending us sending us maps and whatnot. So, um, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Like, if you have some time travel theories, if you Ooh, think Brainiac is dead you know. or not. Yeah. Please send, us, please send us your season two predictions. That's what I want to know. Because I want somebody to guess something really big and have it turn out to happen so we can say we told you so. I don't know who we're going to say that to, but someone. Someone. We're gonna, Whoever's going to claim cred. Somebody that's... <laughs> Somebody that listens to us guess something, guess some big twist, right? That's what I want. I like it. Well, I guess we'll, uh, I guess we'll sign off on our first, our first time back. This is so exciting. Season two. This is so nice to chat. Well, we have to go watch the episode now and, and live tweet it. Uh, Cause we actually got to see it beforehand. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> Although, like, cool. as cool as that, like, as cool as that is, it's also kind of lame because you can't really talk about it because nobody else, because, like, you don't want to spoil people. People haven't seen it. But it was fun. Yeah. 
We uh, that's one of the things that is it's like it's cool to watch it before everyone else does. But like you said, then you can't like say anything about it because you're like, mm, damn it, I have to wait for everybody to watch it. I know because I don't want to spoil. I don't want to like accidentally spoil somebody. Right. I don't want to be that person because I hate when people do that. Yeah, that because that person is a monster. Don't be that person. <laughs> don't be that person. Be nice. But we are pumped to be back. I can't yes, wait. we're pumped to be back. Can't wait for next week so we can talk about all of the new developments as I'm sure there will be many and Nissa and Lyda and Adam and Seg and Lobo and all of the good stuff that's going on. Um, for the most up-to-date news, you can visit kryptonpodcast.com and there will be photos and trailers and descriptions and all kinds of things about Krypton. Uh, the latest episode of the podcast is going to be posted there. You know, you can follow us on social media at Krypton podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Lacey, what is your personal handle? Woohoo! I am Lacey MB on Twitter, and I will talk to you about literally anything because I love it. I'm very into Good Omens right now, so crossover. I'm ready. Very nice. I hear that show is very good. It's so good. Um, you guys know you can follow me at MimiC1019, where I am usually talking about my favorite British soap opera, Hollyoaks, because I don't have time to watch anything else but that and Krypton. But yeah, sure, talk to me about other stuff because I always love talking about stuff. Uh, we could talk about John Stewart being amazing because that's what I was tweeting about earlier today, how I love him um, and how he's trying to uh, help the 9-11 first responders get health insurance because that's something that our government should just be giving to them and they shouldn't have to go ask for it. But anyway, uh, if you have questions, thoughts about Krypton, et cetera, you can email us at kryptonpodcast at gmail.com and we will share them. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. And while you're on iTunes, if you could hit us up with a five-star review, that would be awesome. It's a great way to support us. Tell us what you enjoy most about Krypton and mostly about just me and Lacey and how wonderful Woo-hoo! we are and our beautiful <laughs> voices and how cool we are and how you're so happy to hear us back. Uh, you can follow the entire DC TV Podcast Network. Um, there's a podcast for literally every show. There's like 25 of them at this point. I couldn't even list them all if I tried. Um, you can follow the network on social media at DCTV Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And last but not least, you can subscribe to our mega feed on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play, where all of the podcasts will be posted. And that'll be all. We are so happy to be back. We're happy Woo-hoo! to have you listening to us. Team Strange L. Uh, team Nissa. Team Nissa. Team Corvex becomes Jorel. And yeah. Team, team Sci-Fi Krypton. Bye, guys. Bye.